This is a show where Brandon and Gabby from Geekedia talk about everything geeky. From movies, to shows, and even video games. So put in your earbuds, and get ready to listen to an organized, well thought out, random conversation. guys i know we're a couple weeks uh behind and most people have seen all of this but we're gonna be talking about the first five episodes of the sandman that show on netflix um bring me a dream sorry mr sandman um let's get first impressions my first impression was Two episodes of this show was not enough to talk about for the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it is. So uh, it's not like that. The first it's episodes, a slow like, burn. it's not like the first episodes. Nothing happened. There was a lot that happened, but just not enough to make an episode out of a podcast episode out of. Right. It is a slow burn. It's not. So the best way I could describe it. It's not like Lock and Key, which we will get to. Uh, yes, because that came out, what, last, this last past week? week for us? This past Somewhere Friday? Yeah. Um, it's, not like Lock and, it's not like Lock and Key, where after each episode I'm going, oh, I got to watch the next one now. But it's also not so far on the other extreme of going, well, I, yeah, I'll watch. I'll say if I get to it, I do. If not, it's like, you know, I want to watch the next episode, but it's like, I need to digest what just happened. It, it's weird. It is a slow burn, but it's not so slow to where you're bored. Yeah, it it's it's almost cryptic ish with the not not like in a cryptic like I don't you, remember like mysterious. They don't. They let you know. They let you know <laughs> so enough. Lost. Yeah, I, I'm yeah. trying to word it right. Like they no, let you I know, know enough. That's I'm, like, I'm lost. I, I'm I'm tr- I'm trying because see my brain can't process it. It's like it's. It, I think slow burn is a good description yeah. for this show. Um, it's like, it, like I mean, yes, stuff happens in the first episode. Especially the fifth episode. Holy crap, a lot happened in that one. And yet it's still kind of slow moving. Like this, yes. The show itself is just kind of like, it's, it, it's, a, it's a slow burn. There's, it's slow moving. But it's compelling enough, even with like, it's it's not. See, because w- people when they say it's like, oh, this it's slow. That means like there's not a ton going on, quick enough for people for it to hold people's attention. That's not the case here. This holds your attention. It holds your attention, but the pace of the show is not fast. It's not fast at it, all. It holds your attention, and it it not uh it I guess the best. Termite. That's why I keep saying slow burn is a great description. Yeah, it, it's like it, it's a hold your attention while it's holding your hand as like guide, like kind of guiding you I, through I'm, the world. Like to yeah, it's it's really like it's world. it's taking it's it's letting you take your time discovering everything and like and gaining understanding. Yeah, it's not trying to cram. Right. Yeah. It, it's like using. The visuals and like the uh, actually no first impression while watching the first episode absolute gorgeous visuals. Oh yes, that, but, but still has kind of like a gothic undertone. Yes, 
And I feel like that is... It was like Edgar Allan Poe had a good dream. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, That's... I was going to say that. That's kind of like a a Neil uh, Gaiman. Uh, Okay. I don't know if that's I thought you said Neil Diamond first thing. I was like very confused. Yeah. (laughs) Which which leads me to what I was going to say was I've... I don't know if that's the correct pronunciation of that man's last name because I've heard it differently, and also it sounds like Neil Diamond. Um, uh, but I think it might be Gaiman. Okay. Uh, I think it's Neil Gaiman. I've heard like interviews from the cast of this show saying uh, Neil Gaiman, not Gaiman. And I was like, oh, my bad. I've never actually heard his name out loud before. I've only seen it and assumed it was Gaiman. Um, I, I think it's uh, Neil, Neil Gaiman. But anyways, that is very, like, the way that he his storytelling is. The gothic undertones. Right. And, like, the darkness of it. And Impersonate like, me. Sorry. <laughs> um, it's, very, it, it's very much, like, a staple of his stories. Which he's made a ton of. This is the same guy. Remember, uh, from the San Diego Comic Con episodes, the the first one, not not the Marvel one. Actually, it might have been the Marvel. One. No, it was the first one, um, where we were just naming all the things that happen at Comic Con. He's yeah. the guy who said, um, "I was like, I'm asking again. Give me the uh, 1600s uh, themed Avengers movies. Go." Uh, he's the, that's that guy. That's the same man. Ooh, that would be. Um, but that'd be it, interesting. Yes, but anyways, uh, so he he wrote the book, uh, Coraline. Do you remember that movie? Yes, I never saw it. Huh. Check it out. Is this there's a, movies you haven't seen? No, I'm, I'm not. I'm seen. not upset. I was just like, huh. I recommend it. Um, huh. it's very weird. Uh, there's that one, and then do you remember the show that came out? couple years ago called uh good omens that's him yes oh my gosh um, I th- apparently they're doing a second season of that yes i also heard that which uh, uh how did we never talk about that show i didn't watch it <sighs> um you'd like it did you did you watch it oh yeah oh. oh it was david tennant that's all me and my mom needed was david tennant playing playing a demon done okay or fair. the no he, wasn't no, he the was devil. a demon he's not the devil um but uh what's the other one um oh gosh is it called like American Gods or something like that? There's another one that's his. It sounds that 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 name sounds familiar. Yeah, I think that's what it's called. There might be something else that's called that, but there's something that has a name similar enough to that that's also his. And then this, and also while we're on the subject of the stuff that he's written, it so this show, I was really confused when we got to the character. Um, Constantine. I refuse to say Constantine. Because I don't care if you're British or not. You don't change how the name is pronounced. My name is not Brandon and then I go to England and somebody goes Brandon. Like no. It's it's Brandon. I I just want to know. No. You won't go to England and be called Gaby. (laughs) Nope. To which I'm not going to lie if that were to actually happen I'd just be like she's not gay. (laughs) <laughs> anyway. It's like, are you trying to say she's gay? She's gay, maybe? Like, I'll, um, I'll no, stop on behind. Wouldn't that just be, like, a gay couple's baby, a gayby? Oh, my God, <laughs> yes. Oh. 
Which is, I have to. I don't care if they I can hear it. I need to high five that. I, that was okay. I am what the, a beautiful baby. I'm not the one that came up with that. I've. I, that's the way I've heard that word used, which is why I was like, "Is it not that?" Really? Yes. Anyways, I don't know if it's like a legitimate. I probably heard it like an insult. Oh, uh, I don't know. Anyways, right, Constantine. I was like, "What was I talking about?" Constantine. Uh, also, what if we're wrong and it's always been Constantine? And I don't we just care. Like, <laughs> Like, you know how people say, oh, if loving this is wrong, then I don't want to be right. I don't want to be ro- I don't want I like, to be right if I'm wrong. If pronunciation is wrong, I don't want to be right. It sounds weird. You're right. Anyways, Constantine, uh, even though in the show they say Constantine, we're going to say Constantine. Uh, because we're right. <laughs> That's just what we're used to, I guess. Anyways, this character, uh, when they bring in Constantine, well, one... I, Jenna Coleman, right? Jenna Coleman? I was about to ask you. Jenna Coleman plays Joanna Constantine. And so from the get go, I was like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. They're just like, same like the, like the DC character, John Constantine. They just did like a, um, uh, uh, a descendant of the historical figure, Constantine. Cool. Uh, and that's what's in the story. And then I see like a uh, an article or something, and it's like like or like the reason why they like uh, sw- switch the 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 gender from jo- uh, made, going from John to Joanna made it made um, John Constantine a woman in this show, which and I didn't read the full article, but the information that I saw was basically it was like they wanted to flesh out the character more, and and then. I was like, I was like, oh, cool. Uh, it must just be like, uh, or well, I, I was like, oh, okay, cool, and like moved on with my life. And then I was continued. Well, I saw it before I watched the show, so gotcha. I, I didn't know anything about the character. I was like, oh, okay, I'm wrong, what, whatever. And I watched the show, and then I was still in the mindset of, um, I was like, wait a minute. I was like, John Constantine's not a real person. That's the like that guy from from DC. I'm like, is he a real person? Was I wrong? Is it, is John Constantine based on a real person? And then I was like spiraling. I was like, what is happening? And then we get to the episode. Was it is it episode two or three that we meet Constantine? Mm. I, I think it's. I think I want to say it's two, but I might it might be three. Either way, we meet Constantine, and she has like these dreams or nightmares or whatever, and we get flashbacks of her past and it is the exact same as this is me just like not knowing so if you knew this already and you're listening they're like how did you not know i didn't know all right that it was it's it's the exact same story from uh the that the the background the character john constantine has it, it is episode two that we first see her but we don't meet her until episode three Oh, well, that explains why I thought it was two. Because um, we see her. Because, yeah, yeah, in episode two, he calls for the fates. Ah, that's... Okay, oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. So, we get, like, flashes of her background, and it's the exact same, back, uh, like, past as John Constantine. And it's, like, with uh, the astrologue being a kid, being pulled into hell, and, um, like, the, the mom being dead, and, like... You know, all all of the things. I was like, wait a minute. That's the exact same story as John Constantine from DC. And I was like, wait a minute. 
is Sandman DC, and I had to look it up. Nosferatu. Nosferatu. Uh, yes, Sandman is made. It was produced by DC, and so literally the actual John Constantine from the DC comics pops into Sandman occasionally or a lot. I think occasionally. Um, and so it actually just is just a gender bent uh, John Constantine in the in the the live action show, and I am um, just. Un- I, I wouldn't just, say gender bent. That's literally the term you would use. No, because in because one because in the comics, John Constantine and, jo- and Joanna Constantine are two separate characters. In Sandman. Yes. No. 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 Yes. No. And he even says, "I knew your. I knew one of your ancestors, no, no, John." No. John Constant. John Constantine is n- no, n- no. Are you getting that based on looking it up or from the show? Looking it up. I I don't. That doesn't sound right because it's just because of what I've looked up. I was like, no, there's no. That's way. what I was saying earlier, but you kept saying that. I'm like, did she not get what I'm saying? Clearly not, because I would. We would. Yeah, have Joanna had- Constantine is in the comic. Uh, is in the comics. Joanna? Yeah. As Joanna. Yes. What uh, in the world? On, uh, so she's a descendant of John Constantine? But it's First a- parents, the Sandman issued 13, the doll, the Doll's House Part 4, Men of Good Fortune. What and in then- the world? Okay, am I just... So did everything that I say just is wrong? Yes. Did they, did they merge the characters? No, they're two. They're descendants, or they're related. Is she is she an ancestor? I'm looking at when. Okay, so the so, so the comics. Hold on, I'm uh, Lady Jo Lady Joanna was created by Neil Gaiman as a tribute to Alan Moore, who created John Constantine. So she's in, she's in the comics, but she's from the past. Like um, I'm looking, like I'm looking at this right here. It says she's from like the yeah. s- 1700s. Uh, uh, which would mean that she's an ancestor of John Constantine. I think I think it goes both ways. I think did they just uh, hunt, switch um, them in the show? Hunt, uh, Man, I'm really confused now. Like I thought I understood, but now I have no idea. Oh, you know what? This is why you, everyone, if you see an article, just read it. Uh, that's probably what it was talking about, about fleshing out the character. They're fleshing out this character. My guess is she's not as fleshed out in the show, and so they gave this character's role. Instead right. of it being John Constantine, they just switched it, and so now it's her. And they so, and, and I still think my theory about... Um, uh, uh, of not bringing John Constantine in because we've already had two instances of live action versions of that so they're like let's do something different so they switched it with joanna i think that theory still holds water even knowing that joanna constantine is actually a character from the comics and i just was confused okay um, i think we were both yeah i think we're both kind of confused because i could have swore i read one where it was like she's a descendant of and it was comic book canon it looks like she's an ancestor the opposite Cause I'm, well, that's why I said, look at what this says of when she was well, born. It was say, well, it was saying it also in that article. It said that she that she was created as an homage 
this character to the guy that yeah, created this John ca- Constantine. This character, yes, Lady Con- Lady Constantine. Yes. And so what my guess is in Sandman is she's an ancestor of John Constantine because that character is set in modern times. Right. And so so we were for, both right and wrong, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, you, it just sounds like you f- you flipped it. Um, but so I my guess is in the show. They flipped it, so now the ancestor is John Constantine, and she's his descendant, and that might be what they've done. So they just switched it, so they didn't have to do John Constantine again. Right. So now that we've got that cleared up, let's actually talk about the show. Do we? Honestly, I'm I'm pretty satisfied with my understanding of what they've done now that I understand that it was two separate characters, because I did not know that. Um. Yeah, no, Jenna Coleman's doing a great job, because um, honestly, I wanted to, like, kind of compare the, the two characters. Like, I know, I mean, you've seen the movie, and I've seen the show version of John Constantine, right? Right. And so now we have Joanna Constantine that is, you know, kind of the John Constantine-esque character in this show, because her namesake in the comics is not like this at all um i think from i don't know anything about the movie but what i know of the character from the show the cw shows all right she's doing a fantastic job of being john constantine what from what i know of john constantine from the comics and the show she's doing a great job i it felt like john constantine it's a woman. Right. To me. I was like, that was, she's doing a, a fantastic job. Also, some of the language she was using me, my mom, she went, oh, Clara. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Because we, we had to. It's, oh, that, that's totally understandable. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I think she's doing a great job. Um, her, her whole section with like the, the girlfriend that was really emotional and like the 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 sand i i, I really like that that uh joanna wasn't like i'm not gonna give you the sand we're like all right we have to go find it i'm reluctant to go because it's an x but i'm gonna get you the sand right like she wasn't trying to like not do it or not give it back like the the other yeah the the other two things that that he needed to get back uh, the the helm and the ruby, where the those people did not want to give him back, but she was like, I mean, she's like a generally good person, right? And also, I'm told that the backstory with like the the kid being sucked into uh hell, Astra, the flashbacks she kept having in her nightmares, yes, that uh that is more. That's, like, really comic book accurate to what actually happened in the comics of how it's done. Fun times. <laughs> <laughs> so how was your summer? Uh, you know, I hung out with some friends, did some stuff around the house, got dragged to hell. You know, the huge. The huge. Uh, what else has happened in the show? We talked we talked about how it's slow, but, like, in a good way. It's, a, it's not a fast-paced show at all. No. Um, I really like. We even talked. We didn't even say like how 
the show starts in the first episode. I mean, we don't really need to. Yeah, this is, I don't know, like, there's points where we need to go talk about some stuff. Like, so the character of the Sandman, you said this earlier. His name is Dream. Uh, Yes. His name is Dream. I know, but people call him Sandman. His name is actually, I think it's Morpheus. Yeah, his name is, yeah, his name is Morpheus, but he goes by Dream, Dream Lord, Sandman. Yeah, well, I think Sandman comes from, like, the human, like, realm. Well, yeah. Or whatever, and um, the reason he's called Dream is because him and his siblings all have D names, like, for their type, there's, like, Death, that, that's Desire, their- Death, Desire, Dream. De- oh, crap, what was it? Depression? The- I think it was despair, but I don't actually ah, know. Ah, potato, potato. Anyways. <laughs> um, so. I think those are their titles. Yes. Of the realm they're over. So, the guy, so Dream. Yeah. You said this earlier. He's not a bad guy. Yeah. And like, so in the beginning, um, there was man. Um, in, in the beginning, he gets trapped by a guy that's being a sorcerer. And he just gets trapped in for around a hundred years. They say a century, a oh hundred years, yes. but yet the math doesn't add up. And the comic books say between seventy and seventy-two years. So we're yeah. gonna say around, let's just Approxim- say around eighty years, approximately around uh, under under a century, but close to a century. Eighty years. <laughs> um, I mean, you just make it up a new number. It's eighty years now. Well, because it's it, it's somewhere in between seventy and and a hundred years. So it's 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 been eighty three and a half. Uh, <laughs> That's so specific. Why? Um. So yeah, he gets trapped, and basically because of that, he loses his helm, his ruby. So the helm lets him travel through dreams. Is that the what that ruby was? uh lets dreams come true? I don't know that the helm does... Oh, that's what comic book says. It did? Okay. And the sand lets him travel from the dream world to to other places. So it's like one is travel... His his realm, the dream realm? Yes. The sand lets him travel between realms, while the helmet lets him travel between dreams. Wait, so how did he get back from the... the fishbowl. We're calling it the fishbowl now. Uh, how did he get from the fishbowl to the dreaming? Well, to, I can, to I run can into see Lucian. going going from him able to go oh, straight no. back to his realm. No, I remember he has to go through. He can. He has the power to go into people's dreams. So he used that guy's dreams after you know he got when he got out. That guy was still dreaming because he kept shooting at him. So he went to the dreaming through that guy's dreams. Yes. Okay. And so the sand helps them do it without someone being asleep. Right. Um, Sounds like. Two words. Um, <laughs> so because he's been trapped, either people can't sleep or they can't wake up, which we never got f- so far. We never got any solace in people waking up or being able to go to sleep. Right, because he only just now where we're at in the but show. But yet some people in were able to go to sleep epi- no problem and wake up no problem. episode five, we, he's only just now gotten all of his tools back. Right. Uh, so, but also, yeah, people were able to sleep no which, problem. Which makes no sense. I guess some people were like, okay, others were not. I have no idea. Um, But... Maybe they'll explain that. He does, even though he was trapped by a human for around 100 years, mm-hmm. 
he doesn't blame humanity. He blames yeah. that one guy. And even right. at, uh, the, at the end of episode five, we're bouncing around. Always. The He finally catches the guy that has his ruby. Yeah. And the guy's like, are you going to kill me? He goes, I could. I pro I might I I'm I probably will. But this is not your fault. You were cursed by this f- from your father. I blame your father. So no, I will not let I will not kill you. I will let you dream. And which he could have easily killed him, but he decided, no, I'm just going to let you sleep. And it was almost like instead of killing you, I'm just going to imprison you. you know? Okay, so you you think he's put him into um a infinite dream? I thought he was kind like, of. I'm just gonna put you back in that prison that uh, you you were in before. But that didn't. That looked more like a hospital, not a prison. No, I know it. That's that's why I put air quotes around that. Right. It's it was it's the psychiatric hospital that he's he was in at the beginning. But um, no, I think so. It looks like he put him back there and just he like, probably he was did. Asleep. But I think he he put him kind of like, and he I don't I don't know. It could it could just be a asleep or he could put a could have put him in a permanent sleep you know that way it's like i'm gonna punish you but i'm not gonna kill you because this was not like your he didn't fault. even punish him especially if he's only like all right i'm just gonna put you back where you were before and then uh you're gonna be asleep a well i don't so I see him leave. doing that because he doesn't blame him for having the ruby he doesn't yeah, blame him for using the a, ruby that's why i don't think it was a permanent sleep i think he just put him back because that he was in a psychiatric hospital he clearly needs it based on what he it did could with go the either way with that though of uh what do you mean by that he either just put him to sleep or he put him in a in a permanent sleep yeah that's what i'm saying i i'm saying i think he put him to sleep and then took him and put him back in the psychiatric hospital because that man is crazy right no that's what i'm saying like it could go either way of did he imprison him or did he just knock him out yeah, I, I, um, I, th- I think he just. But yeah, like he and like a um. We'll come back to episode five because that one was the best one so far. Uh, we haven't finished the show. Yeah, um, we've only watched through five. We uh, episode three was fantastic because they saw a de- uh, demon was crawling out of a guy's mouth, and I'm like, okay, he's just gonna oh, yeah. crawl he's out, and the guy's exercised. just gonna fall. No, this demon freaking explodes this dude from the inside out, and I just literally. And this is the first we meet. Joanna Constantine. Right. And and also, I'm watching this with my mom, and I just screamed, Jesus! And inside, I'm like, well, it's a good thing they're in a church. Um, But holy crap! And I loved how the demon, when he saw Dream, he's like, um, you know, let me go, and I'll do, and, you know, give me give me the this body, give me the princess, or whatever she was. You know, yeah. give me her, and I'll tell you who has your home. And then Joanna Constantine starts exercising him, and he goes, he's, okay, he's okay, like, okay, I'll just tell you, but just, I'll tell you whatever you want, just don't send me like, back there. Oliver, he's like, wait, 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 like, Morpheus dream was like, wait, 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 Constantine, stop. And then she's like, uh, no, I'm gonna, act, I'm gonna get, I was like, right. I'm about to get paid, so I'm sending this demon back to hell. I mean, not gonna lie, the tech was probably sweet. Um. Oh uh, yeah, she tripled her fee. Yeah. So whatever her normal fee is, and it's is, the Catholic Church; they have the money. They weren't the ones paying, though. It was the royal family, if you remember. Uh, fair enough. Uh, then why stop at triple? Go to quad. I don't know. She, I, she stopped at triple. She's like, holy I, trinity. We can run with that. Um. 
So I. So that was episode three. I, there's a lot of things I. Well, granted, I've watched them over a couple of days, and I recently watched the fifth one. Yeah. But I think the fifth one was just so good. It kind of pushed not not in a better way, but pushed everything else out. Like I remember key points, but I don't remember everything about all the other episodes. Yeah, I think the first episode is memorable because they're like it. it well, it's the first. That one. was a slow burn. You didn't. You heard. Dream as a voiceover, oh, yeah, but you yeah, yeah, never yeah. saw him talk. Yeah. You just saw his naked body. Thank God you didn't see all of the naked body. Because <laughs> there were points I was like, please no. Uh, yeah, I figured we wouldn't. Uh, I figured see a that. butt shot. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, if you look at like the. Um with the things that pop up when you start playing a show, they're like, "Here's your like self harm nudity." Yeah, yeah, but it didn't. It didn't say. Did it say nudity? It I didn't. It, it didn't th- say nudity. Oh, it didn't say nudity. Uh, well, maybe the first episode it says nudity, but like, how many times no you gonna say nudity? One more. Nudity. nudity. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just could see you nudity. Just, just once. But yeah, it, it didn't say that. It said a lot of things. Didn't um, say what. No, I said I was going to say it one more time. <laughs> I'm so spread God out of kitchen. <laughs> no. I'm smarter than that, Brandon. Um, I'm smarter than the average man, boo-boo. What in the world is happening right now? Uh, you yeah, do that, know where that's from, right? Of course. I just want to know why <laughs> you said it. Because I'm trying to keep myself awake. I had too much food, and now I'm, I'm sleepy. Okay. Well, I blame your mom. That's fair. Hey guys, I just wanted to hop on here and let you know what's going on on our YouTube channel. The update on our YouTube channel is is that there is no update. Uh, We still don't know what we're doing over there, but we will keep you posted. If you follow us on social media at geekedia underscore review on Instagram, You can keep track of all the updates we give there, including whenever the podcast drops. So go check out our Instagram and follow us there if you haven't already. Thank you so much. We're talking about the first episode. Uh, So he, you know, he he gets summoned by... They call him like the Magus. He's like a a, Magus. a magic user. He's a human. His name is like his last name is Burgess. I don't remember his. He first was name. also in Game of Thrones. I thought I recognized that guy's face. Yeah, Tyrion's dad. So he is Tyrion. No, he's Tyrion's dad. Tywin. I don't know the characters. <laughs> Tyrion is the short dude. No, I know. I I was like, what? And then I was like, oh right, it's Tywin. It's Tywin. I've only seen the first season. Yeah. Um. Anyways, same. <laughs> uh, I've seen more than that, but like sparingly. Anyways, I now know where I've seen that man's face. Um, and then the child version of the son, who I believe his name is Alex. Um, the son. Yes. He is in um, Haunting of Bly Manor, which is uh, a great horror short series is fantastic he's the the creepy kid in that show and so it's i i was like he'll do a good job he'll do a good job i was like ah we only got him for like 10 minutes if even that anyways he gets trapped and like it the it it does a time skip but like it's the episodes are long and so you kind of you feel 
I really like the way that they they filmed it and and wrote the section where he's trapped for like seventy years. Yeah. Or however many years he's been he's been trapped, because it because so little happens for that character, and you don't and you don't hear that character directly speak. You only hear the the voice of him as like the voiceover for the whole show, like telling a story or something, telling what happened. It it feels like it's been that long without it feeling like too long. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because of the slow pace of, of the way that like it's written, how it like progresses um at a slower pace than uh, I would say a lot of like modern TV shows and, and movies now just like because they're trying to keep people's attention they move at a faster pace this show does not do that and it does it intentionally and it's very well done um, but it, it you can feel the time almost especially since they keep changing the actors um, as they age up right. so you see them the characters age up you see characters die you see you know the you see technology progress because like there's at the beginning you see um like the type of like parties are, that are happening in the suits and that the the costumes and stuff the, uh, the parties when when um the second time period when when uh alex is like i don't know probably in his 20s and then later, the gu- like the guards, they're dressed in you know, forties or whatever. They look like it's in the forties or something. And then right. you jump, and now they the guards look like normal guards, and like that you would see like security guards. It, and it, it just like you can tell that technology has progressed, and that gives it the illusion of 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 time passing. So I think they did a really good job, right? Filmically, uh, to to filmically. To, yeah, filmically. Never heard that. It's a it's a word. It is a word. I don't know if I used it right, but it's definitely a word. Uh, anyways, I think they did a really good job. And then he finally gets out, and the way that he gets out is super cool. And he because of like the was it like a a ceiling rune? I don't know what what you would call it. Ceiling circle. Ceiling circle. You know, you know what I'm talking about. The yes, thing that's on, yeah. like the ground, yeah. on the ground. That's like that's be- probably the best. Yeah, it was. It was like some sort of like magic circle on the on the ground. Like if the circle was broken, now he could, po- he can use his power to to get out of right. this giant bubble. Um, which is very funny because they put him in a glass ball and like, he's he's not made of sand, but like, he's made of sand. You know what I mean? Like he he's not sand. But he's sand. <laughs> no, 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 that one. <laughs> well, when he comes in, he's like sand, and then accumulates, and then you you see him. And I then think that's just how he travels. That's why I was like, he's not actually sand, but like something about him is sandy enough that, like, in the fifth episode, when, um, uh. John D is trying to steal his powers. He's being sucked up like he's sand. Yeah, I don't know. I just don't. That that's why I was like, he's not sand, but like 
He's sand. He's sand <laughs> at the same time, but he's not actually sand. Uh, it's hard. Uh, yeah, it's paradoxical, and it's he's not actually sand. But anyways, I just thought it was funny because it was like hourglass. Fair. You know I mean? Anyways, the, the way he gets out was really cool, and then apparently there's like crows that he usually has. It was the whole scene where like his first crow, Jessime... Jessamy? Yeah. Dies? That was sad. And you didn't even get to know Jessamy that long. I was like, I I really When she got to the dome, I was like, "Ah, that's going to be a nice bit of bloodshed. Oh, man. I I genuinely thought that the kid was not going to shoot. And then the kid shot. I was like, man, that sucks. No, I knew he was going to because I'm like... Because literally, I was going like... Well, uh, there was a certain point when he was standing there not shooting yet, and I was like, ah, this kid's about to shoot. But I didn't think he was going to before No, because we never saw him until after the shot. Um, But also... We saw him line up the shot. No, we don't. I will go back. But while while I'm doing that, um, at first when I saw the bird flying... Uh, through an open door, I'm like, really, 70 years, and there's been no door opening that I'm like, oh, he did that to get the bird, mm-hmm. and then he shot the bird. Um, yeah, I was wondering, I was wondering that too, whether or not um, the bird chose that moment, or if they had set up that moment, because he did in a scene prior to chasing the bird around. He said, I'm going to kill that bird. Um, and then, or no, he did he tell his son to kill the bird or something like yes, that? Yes, he, he did. T- he t- he's, oh, because he was like mad about the bird because it was being obnoxious outside the window. And he was like, he was like you want to prove yourself? You kill the bird. And then the bird tries to help uh, Dream. And so he shoots the bird. Okay, real quick. You see him, the, he has the gun from the dead, but he never lines up a single shot. Oh yeah, I was just mistaken. Um, Translation: so, Brandon was right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was thinking of a different part, apparently. So yeah, I don't even remember what we were trying to talk about. The bird, bird tries to and the bird dies. That was really sad. Um, there's a few moments in there that I, that in the first five episodes where I'm like, man, heartbreaking, man. Like the those were they were like very emotional parts, like when. Uh, John's mom dies because she gives up the protection stone, and then when the girlfriend dies, uh, girlfriend, oh, jo- Constantine's girlfriend, yes, uh, dies because she's like, I guess she like starved herself or something. She, she using the sand the dr- basically put her in an eternal sleep. Yeah, but she was a, a, awake when they got there. That's why I was like, I don't know if that's well, she what was, it was. She, it was like haze. It was like, like she, she she didn't get up to eat or anything. I she, think she was she, withering she away. Uh, that's what I'm saying. I was like, she starved herself because of dreaming. Well, she didn't realize she was starving herself. Yes, that's what I was saying. The sand, she used the sand, got swept up and just doing just that and then starved herself. Right. Um, Which is what I think happened i could be wrong or the sand had different of some some sort of effect that like i don't know how long it's been you, you know like, also that roommate must have stunk to high heaven <laughs> holy crap 
<laughs> I mean, I know they're going, oh my gosh, she's dying. I would have been going, oh my gosh, she, holy get, open up a, wi- oh God. Yeah. And then, you know, Dream does something nice for her. Uh, so like she died peacefully in it while, while dreaming. Which again, goes back to how he's not a bad guy. Yeah. And because you, you know how we get some shows where it's like, um, like they're an anti-hero or they're they're not like they're not a hero, they're not a good guy, but they're not also not a bad guy. That or it's like morally ambiguous kind of like. like he's very clear cut. He just cares about dreams, and like, like he he seems to care about humanity because he says a couple times or several times. I want to say that, um. If, if the dreams are gone, so is humanity. Like, humanity is lost without dreams. Yes. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, for I guess for the next 20 minutes, we'll just gush over episode five. What? <laughs> we don't need to talk about episode five only. I want to talk about the show. Well, yeah. Okay. So, uh, the, well, the reason why I want to gush over episode five is because it did a very difficult thing which was create an episode out of one scene so yeah, for the, yeah the majority of the episode is so in one the, location the only the the one thing that i can compare it to was uh there was an episode of family guy where two of the characters, Brian and Stewie... Oh, yeah, I remember this. The entire show, there's no cutaways like it usually does. There's no flashbacks. There's nothing. They're stuck in a vault? Yeah, they're stuck in a bank vault. And that's the show for 30 minutes of them trying to survive the night or survive the weekend. I can't remember which one it is. Um, And everybody told Seth MacFarlane, the creator of the show... and it's the only episode where, because he, he does Brian and Stewie, mm-hmm. it's only him. There's no other voices. characters. There's yeah. no other voices. They told him this is this is gonna be the worst episode, and it's still to this day probably the highest rated episode because less is more. Yeah. So with this, so the moment I realized, oh, we're going this is gonna be the only scene. Instantly, I was like, they have enough characters to make an episode. And they don't need to bounce around from scene to scene. This could be... Yeah, it was... Well, because, like... You mean location, location. Because we're all on... Even though we're still in the same building, it does bounce around, like, scene-wise. Yeah, no, I get... Yeah. The the areas of, like, the diner. Yeah. The areas of the diner. There's the kitchen. The bathroom and the... Well, they don't actually go in the bathroom. We never see them in the bathroom. Oh, yeah, yeah, we do, yeah, we do. Um... There's the kitchen, there's the hallway by the bathroom, and, yeah. and the bathroom. I'll put those together, um, and then there's like the the dining room. Yeah, so that's why I, that's why I love it so much because it's a ve- that's a very difficult thing to do, mm-hmm. but done right, and it be, and it's very well done because it it does show like we don't need to have all of this. We can have minimalistic stuff. Yeah, and uh, there's significantly less. In that section of the episode, which is the majority of the episode, there's significantly less, significantly less of like the like grandiose like the gorgeous visuals and the CGI. Right. Like that. There's. It's literally in a diner. Yeah. That's it. You don't um, need CGI for that. And the episode, like, 
the longer it goes on, the more uncomfortable you feel. Oh my gosh, yes. So, okay, the guy that plays John, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know his actual name. He plays But he plays Lupin, Lupin. in uh, the Harry Potter Teddy movies. Lupin. Teddy Lupin? Huh? Teddy? What was his first name? Revis? No, not Revis. No. Remus? Remus. Remus. Uh, Remus Lupin. Where did I get Teddy? He does so well. It just as the character, but in this role, mm-hmm. in this episode, because it was so dark and almost sinister, but yet and this is genuine. Th- and this is coming off uh, the previous episode that it's mostly just in a car with him. Like part, uh, several scenes are just him. Right, which like, holy crap, that scenes, made me feel uncomfortable. Yes, all of his scenes are he's in this car with this with this woman who offered to give him a ride. And, and he straight up says, yeah, I killed a bunch of people. And yeah, she, and I was like, bro, and then at the you end, can't she, just tell people that. At the end, she goes, "Are you?" Gonna, she's still taking him to where, where he's wanting to go, and she goes, are yeah. you going to kill me? He goes, do you plan on lying to me or, or, like, or doing you, something? Are you she still goes, taking me to my room? Yeah, and she goes, yes, uh, or yes, I'm still taking you, and he goes, yeah. then I have no reason to kill you. And then at the end, when he, gets, one. when he gets his ruby, by the way, he's modified the ruby to where only he can use it, which how he did that is never explained. Explained. Yeah, he changed no the idea. look of it, but I'm gonna say it his dream was for different. the ruby to only work for him. It, um, I, that's that's my guess is what. So he did, so at the end when he gets the ruby, he has the protection enchantment thing. Yeah, that his mom gave him. Right, and which he, was keeping her alive for a hundred years. Right, so he's walking back to the car, and she and he goes like, you know, I've he says something I can't remember, and she goes, just don't hurt my dog, do whatever you want with me. But do not hurt my dog. And he gives her the enchantment and please says, it, no one will hurt, it, harm you. You know, you were honest. You were a good lady and everything like that. Yeah. And he lets her go. And it was sinister. It was dark. But yet it was genuine. And same thing with this episode. His dream is to create a, a world without lies, basically. Yeah. And long story short, because I'm trying to censor it. There's a lot. This is not one for the one, the faint of heart, but also... Not for kids. This show's not for kids, but this episode specifically, not for kids. I'm I'm pretty sure, isn't this show like M.A.? Yes. I figured it was. But this episode specifically, definitely not for kids. There's a lot. And all of the episodes have scenes that are like that, though. Just Not not to this extent. No, I mean like, it's like, that's what I'm saying. They have scenes, but this was like a lot. Yeah, this was, and the way, so basically everybody's, Having sex. Uh, well, you were talking about that. I was talking about the the like them killing themselves. No, I was talking about them killing. I themselves. I mean that that too, but I was mainly talking about the sex. You don't see anything. No, but it's still like just whoa, because especially at one point he's just walking around the restaurant watching everybody get freaky, and he's just walking that around. Was weird when he was just, he, just watching. But, I was but like, like at first, like. It's almost my mom was like it's almost like a child a child like oh what did I do and, and then but the more but the longer it stayed on him the the more you saw kind of a smile on him going like see look this isn't so bad everybody's like, everybody's better, doing clearly. what they want and everybody is honest he grabs yeah. a giant tub of ice cream sits down in front of the TV and just starts eating it and I, and that's where I got even more of a child like okay well mommy and daddy are busy I'm gonna just eat ice cream and watch TV and the and it's the shot. On that, before it faded to black, it was instantly. I was like, "This made me feel uncomfortable," but like it was made to like in the in 
See, in the th- foreground, he's there just eating ice cream, and you see the light of the TV. In the background, you see two people going at it, and and he's just sitting there like, um, and I'm there going, the, the, so many things are wrong with you. Yeah, the di- the dichotomy of like just sitting there eating ice cream while okay, like okay, real quick question, dichotomy. Dichotomy? Yeah, what definition, please? Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, uh, I I honestly thought I've used this word before. You probably uh, have, but I just never caught. Uh, so how do I explain dichotomy? I know that I used it right, but the, how do I explain it? So it's like, um, like uh, two things happening at the same time, or two things, at, uh, two things that are like diametrically opposed, and like they're very different. You know? Okay. I don't know if you know what that phrase means. Uh, I that's why I said it that way. I was like, wait, opposites. Is, yeah, they're they're basically like opposites. So like that childlike, or like that like innocent, or like I'm gonna sit here and eat ice cream, very calm. While like, like everyone in the building is like going at it, and there's like worse and worse storms, and the television before like the lights go out, um, the television you hear it talking about like storm getting worse and worse, and like some crazy stuffs go- just going like the news are like talking about crazy stuff that's happening in the world while you're sitting here watching the- or this man is sitting there just. Almost like enjoying the fruits of his labor, that kind and, of thing. Like I, I I'm that, gonna that, try to word this right. That, that's what I mean by like the dichotomy yeah. of that one thing of him just sitting there uh, up against the the background of uh, the weather is crazy outside. Um, the news is reporting on crazy stuff happening in the world, and like everyone in the building is just going at it and having sex. That that, that dichotomy was an interesting dynamic that made it very strange and meant to make you uncomfortable and just thinking of this of that scene the just thinking back to that i it was that one shot before it faded to black was it's fading to black because the power goes out oh um once the rewind to me i feel like that one shot was so significant uh is because it seemed like for a split second, he was not all there. And I don't mean crazy not all there, but... And, and I mean this in, like, not in a mean way or bad way, but, like, a mentally handicapped not all there. Like somebody, I think he is. That's why he was in that psychiatric hospital in the first place, my well, guess. Well, and why means, Dream puts him he, back. He killed a bunch of people. Um, well, but, yes. But, yeah, there was, like, just thinking back there... The image in my head is almost like you know somebody with special needs that's not all mentally there or oh, me- or oh, not oh. mentally their age, mm-hmm. just like the, going the like age well isn't there, yeah. that like j- almost like he sees it but he it's like his mind doesn't know how to comprehend it. Okay, and so yeah, I don't yeah. know why, but that that's that's the thought that ran through my head, and I'm just it, like that they it was profound to me, and I don't know why. No, um, no, for sure, and literally everything leading up to that one scene where he's like he just walked the at the beginning of the episode when he just comes into the diner like we're talking about how everything past that point just like make makes you uncomfortable the entire episode you're gradually getting more and more uncomfortable with this man sitting in the diner one after having seen the previous episode of him uh like making uh, the lady whose name i forgot more and more more and more uncomfortable as the car ride goes and then seeing him 
do pretty much the exact same thing in the diner with the waitress was kind of like I was like you're already you already know you know at this point I was like okay this man he's not he's not like previous episode I was like uh he might just be misunderstood you know like like the especially when everyone was like they're like freeze and they're they shoot him but he's wearing the protection thing so it kills them instead like that's those things were pretty awesome yes they were they're insanely cool but like that's technically not his fault so you're like oh he's misunderstood blah 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 and then you know then you hear this conversation with the lady in in the car and they're like oh okay maybe there's something wrong with this man so you're coming into this fifth episode knowing that information about him and and then you're he sits down and you're like oh no is everyone in this diner about to die or is that just her like I was, my first thought was, is this waitress about to die, or is it just, was, or is he gonna like be here? Like, how long are we gonna stay in this diner? The kind entire of thing? time she kept talking, I I loved her to death, mm-hmm. and like every time she said something, I was like, I love her. And, like instantly, I looked at my mom, my mom, and in my head, I'm going like, Can I, God, can I have her as a wife? Like, like that's someone I'd I'd want to be with. Um, but and then. And then, but then I got sad because every time she talked, I'm like, I love her. She's going to die. She's going to die. I love her. She's going to die. Yeah. We're um, meant to like, I mean, she even says like, you know, she does the, like the standard waitress thing of being nice. And yeah. so she's like, you're so make, but making But at like, the same time, it was, like, it felt so genuine. No, I know. It was like, we were meant, we're meant to like her and then feel sad when she dies. Whereas like the other characters in the room not necessarily meant to like care about them as at the same level as the waitress you know what i mean and it works because she's the last one that dies like she's the final death in that show in that episode because we care about her the most so it's like they had to single her death out whereas like everyone else you don't actually see them die except for um the one husband the husband guy whose name i forgot that was married to the CEO lady. Yeah, he, 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 he he got murdered. He got moited. Um, and so yeah, basically everybody dies. Yes, Every, he, everybody dies. He sees the fates because this is something dramatic, and they they riddle him with, or they they get him with a riddle of like he's like, tell me my future, and they said you will crush the the dreams or something to that extent. And he does, but in turn, that does give Dream back pretty much all of his powers. Yeah. Um. But the wording, the, I, it was Dream's speech at the end was so good because he was t- he was showing John they're not lies, they're dreams. They they give, want to be this. Without yeah, dreams, there's no hope. hope. Yeah. And inside, I was like, this is so like gothically beautiful. <laughs> like it, it's it. it Think about the way he, Dream looks. And the way the speech is instantly, I'm like, how is this not like an Edgar Allan Poe type yeah. poem or yeah. something l- that that resembles uh, Edgar Allan Poe? I think it definitely takes inspiration from like uh, Edgar Allan Poe's style of like the darkness and the the I guess gothicness, which I I I don't think we're using it cr- correctly here, except for like because like goth, I, I, it's very gothic is a lot of things and we and know of it in a different way now in modern times so like, it's like like hard to i love uh edgar Allan poe's poems uh because which it, one like it, just all of them 
you know, uh, with, I can't remember the name, so the forgive Raven. me. The Raven, uh, Telltale Heart, uh, mm-hmm. the Mask Cass? of the Red Death. Cast of Montiano. Is it Monte Cristo? I think so. I thought it was not that. Mon- Monte Carlo? I thought it was Montiago. That might be it. But anyways, like, I like his poems because it's a way, in a way, it was like to explore darkness. And when I say that, I don't mean like witchcraft and Satanism, stuff like that. I mean like the darkness of your own mind as far as depression and everything like that. Because I, Yeah, the, I, dar- the darkness with, within, kind of yeah. like the, the, the mindsets that people can can get into Be- like the despair kind of like like exploring that in like a, a safe and artistic way yeah because uh, for me me personally i want to understand that that side of me so i know how to get out of it get out of it fight it whatever mm-hmm. but also so i can understand how i got there kind of like a retrace of my steps like yeah. how did i get to this point excuse me uh oh that's right like yesterday real quick I was going through a lot of stressful moments and it put me in a flashback of of where I was a couple of years ago in my own depression and everything. And instantly I was like, whoa, it, it was like it was like my mind or God was giving me a visual. This is where you're going to go if you don't snap out of it right now. And it was mm-hmm. like a red flag. And I quickly went, OK, whoop, whoop, let, let, let's let's avoid this. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, so I don't know so many things with this. Just that that speech and this one episode, it, I could yes. watch this episode again and still laugh and still feel so uncomfortable and just it was so poetically good. It's, yes. it's and and even at the end, uh, I do I think we said that I no this was all podcast mm-hmm. at the end. Uh, John d- crushes the the gem uh, because he's using it to kill Dream. And because of that, it releases Dream's powers. Yeah, you did say that, but you were talking about the the fates and right. how, how they pr- they so predicted it. But so John is in Dream's hand, and John goes, "Are you going to kill me?" And he says, "Dream says, I could, I probably will, but this was not. I'm paraphrasing, but basically yeah. he says this curse was not brought on by yourself. This was brought on by your father. So I do not blame you. So I will put you in a sleep. So we, we did talk about that." Okay, I know we, we talked about that. Okay, yeah, I we remember. talked about whether or not it was a permanent sleep. So we right. definitely said this already. Yeah. So even that it, was, uh, like even that, though he's like, you did some stupid stuff, but the gem was not made for humans. So I do not blame you. You did not steal the gem. You did not get the gem. You weren't given the gem. You were. It was he cursed. Did, he, he he literally says you were. It, it was, you were gem. cursed with this. He did steal the gem from his mother, who stole it from Burgess, who was his father. However, Dream still doesn't blame him because it's Burgess's fault that it ended up in the hands of humans anyways. Right. So, and that's why he says you were cursed with it. Right. Um, which I, which I really liked. I mean, we've, we've said it at least once, I think, but like his ability to almost overlook the shortcomings of, of humans who are, I wanted to say, rude to him or like do wrong things to him... Like, it's not overlooking it, but he's also, like, it was like, it's not all humanity. We've said this already on the podcast. It's like, I know that it's not all humanity. And the the part where he's, like, um, when he first comes to the diner, and he was, like, it was, like, and John D is just, like, um, was, like, this is, this is better. He's, like, you think this is better? I was, like, 
this is what it's like without hope. Right. Like, but John, John was seen as, this is what the world will be like without lies. At least they're being honest. Yeah, and even though there's death and like, right. suffering. He was like, no. I was like, it's better because they can hope to be better for themselves. And they can hope for a better life. They can dream of new things. Th- this, this episode I could talk about for forever. But I love how we skipped over the whole episode where he goes and gets the helmet help. But <laughs> I mean, I mean th- that was cool. I, I totally forgot about that. I told you, like this episode just yeah, shook yeah. me. No, um, I, I I do want to say though, the probably my favorite part of that episode is whatever the name of that game that they played, which is just like. Them, they're like, I am such and such, and then you have to fight, like, to, like whatever would be able to uh, defeat that. And the other person says, I am such and such. Which also, I'm like, and, and going like, first sucks. Kind of. Or why not just start off? It's like, all right, you're, all well, right, I, you make I, the first move. I'm the universe. Ah, crap. I feel like I feel like you're not allowed to start there. True. That's why I'm like, so I don't and know I, how this I game loved, works, but so cool. I loved when death is uh, death. Dream is pretty much dead. The devil's like, what do you have? And the Oh, the, you mean Lucifer? Yeah. Um, that's why I said the devil. Um, well, it wasn't necessarily the devil, which is why I said it's Lucifer Morningstar. Um, it was just, it's, that, was, that, was, that was the character's name. So she goes like, what What do you have left? And he goes, I am hope. And pretty much like that, you, you can't yeah, trump over yeah, hope. Yeah. And that, was, it, that in itself was, was beautiful. Um, and the fact that uh, Matthew, the new Raven, was like, come on, you know you know what's what can defeat Which I love how it's darkness. voiced by Penn Oswald. <laughs> I'm laughing And also the, the line, time. dreams don't effing die. I was yes. like, that just seems like a battle cry. Yes. Um, <laughs> but so th- this is going back to episode five. This is why I love the care, and this is why I'm so intrigued by the character of Morpheus, mm-hmm. but also, um, but also the show as a whole is he's able to for for and for eons, however long he's been around, he's been able to see people's true selves, their true wants and desires. Even mm-hmm. the worst of the worst person, yeah, dreamt about owning, you know, a business or their own castle and something that they that they they dreamt of. And he's able so he knows deep down inside the core of a human of the humans For a lot is, of them is is to dream and hope. So For like better things. So if he didn't see all self. that desire and despair, or whatever, all the others probably don't they probably see the humans as like little itty bitty things when it, it's almost like a, a Doctor Who th- thing where the Doctor always says, you know, oh, you must look, th- think we're ants. And he says, no, I think you're massive. Yeah. Because he's seen everything that, they, that they've that they come capable. back from and yeah. are capable of. Yeah. Same thing with Dream. He's He doesn't see them he as the lying. He, do- he sees them as, well, yeah, she's a waitress and she says her writing's going well. Is that, is she being, is she telling the truth? No, but she's hoping that yeah. it could do well. And yeah. I'm, yeah, like yeah, it, it's. I. I mean, I said that. I know I said this off podcast, but I'm absolutely like. There's so many things you can take from this show, and I think the most important one, at least within these first five episodes, and I hope that the that same message, like there's a through line through the rest of it. It was like that sort of the dreams equal hope, and like hope is so important, and that that just, and what, what I was just realized first? we just we never brought up. Uh, Corinthian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. No, we didn't. 
he's an he's a rogue nightmare. That's and he doesn't want to go back to the dream world. That's pretty much it. Also, he has no eyes, but he has teeth in his eye sockets. Very creepy. Very creepy. Very chatty. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, anyways, uh, I just really like I I came away from this episode slightly emotional. I was like, right. It, like I was like, man, dreams are hope. Like it's like that's that's what they are. Like, that's such a cool like um concept. And and I was you know I was scrolling on I was just scrolling on social media and this picture the picture. It's irrelevant. It's just two characters from uh, Batman. It's Cass and um, Stephanie Brown, I think. Uh, but the the thing that it says, it says, everything doesn't have to be about fear. There's room for hope, too. And, and like, I was like, yes. I was like, I just said, I had just watched that episode, and then I was scrolling. This has nothing to do with, with, with the show, but, like, that that felt like it was true to the show as well. Right. It should, oh god. I like if this is how the episodes are going to go now. I personally I want to say watch episode 1, probably skip episode 2, watch 3 and 4 and 5 and then like Just watch, watch 3 and 4 on like Why would you skip episode 2? I don't remember. I don't I think that one was like I don't remember anything that happens in that one. Besides him talking to the fates and he, stealing the dragon. Okay, Gregory. Is Gregory that's literally that's what's happening. He's setting up so he can uh, want summon the fates. He's trying to gain enough power so he can go get his stuff. Okay, that's what. That watch episode, episode one. Just watch, watch all of watch it. Watch two, three, and four on like ignore Brandon. Watch double all of speed. It. Watch five. <laughs> I and then <laughs> like I I don't know like I, if the episodes keep going like this poetic I don't I think this might emotionally wreck me in a way. <laughs> But like it's oh it, this ah like I can't like I just fudge fudge. Thanks for listening. Join us next time on Geek EDA FM. Same geek time, same geek channel.